Hello, Blackhawks fans. Welcome in. It's the Four Feathers postgame show here. Johnny Nani with Ron Luce, unfortunately discussing a wasted weekend for the Blackhawks. Get swept by the Predators. Ron, doesn't feel too good, um, but, you know, uh, we're here and we're going to break it down. Absolutely, Johnny. And unfortunately, the Blackhawks wasted Ron Luce's birthday weekend. It's a very upsetting time, Johnny. Obviously, we got to celebrate together. It was a lot of fun, but the Hawks just pissed it away Kirby Doc was back there was so many good things going but they pissed it away Johnny like you said we're going to talk about it right now yeah wasted weekend that's why uh, we're calling it that um so we'll, we'll get into a little bit of uh, each game but before we do listeners make sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs you can go and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Four Feathers Pod and at ONTAP Sportsnet. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcast. So, Ron, uh, as we look at this one, like you'd mentioned, a big story this weekend was Kirby Doc returning. So that was very welcomed. Uh, it was a you know great occasion for it because, like you mentioned, uh, and we talked about on th- last Thursday's post game, it was your birthday weekend. And we were, you and me and Tony were all watching together. And uh, unfortunately, they laid an egg on Saturday night. Yeah, they sure did. It was unfortunate. You know, they, they shown moments again, just like this team has done all year, even when they lose. But yeah, unfortunately, they couldn't get to going. And unfortunately, tonight was just tonight was a weird night. It almost felt like, dare I say, if Kevin Lankinen was in net, maybe they win this game. They had a better effort on night two. But even then, like I know Nashville's still a decent team and they've struggled this year, but the Hawks should beat Nashville. Come on. Like it's just it, it felt like it. And unfortunately, Like you said, Johnny, again, wasted weekend. We are going to hammer that home all night long because that is so true. They wasted a great opportunity to extend their lead in the fourth position tonight over the Columbus Blue Jackets. And instead, they let Nashville jump them into that fourth spot. Exactly. I mean, the greater picture and both individually uh, within the efforts of the games, uh, both of these games this weekend, uh, the the title of this episode works on all those levels because, uh, you know, the name of the game for how the Blackhawks lost these was turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. And we'll get to the specifics of Sunday night's loss here. Um, but, you know, like Saturday was basically just a flat effort. Only goal was from Pia Suter. Um, it was good to see Kirby Doc back in action, played a shit ton of minutes. So that was nice to see. But, um, you know, unfortunately, he would have a tough break uh, tonight in tonight's game that would uh, eventually be costly. So um, as we kind of look at initial thoughts uh, from this one, um, setting it up with the lineup, Dylan Strom was out tonight. So congratulations to him on the birth of his first child. Um, That's why he was absent. Uh, Matthew Highmore re-entered the lineup on Sunday night for him. Um, other than that, like you'd mentioned, it was Subban and Nat- Nashville went to Pecorine after starting UC Soros in game one. And uh, Philip Forsberg was out again for Nashville. So it sucks. You know, the Blackhawks got a little bit of a break against Florida um, and they took advantage of it by beating them when they were without Barkov. And mm-hmm. you had the same situation here, one of their top forwards for the opponent, and they weren't able to take advantage here. Um, so uh, my initial thoughts, Ron, were, uh, you know, Saturday was sluggish, so we can just kind of leave that one uh, in the rear view. As we're talking about Sunday here, though, um, they had some difficulty with clears uh, and some disorganization uh, in their own end. That was definitely costly. Um, what in the actual fuck are we doing on the power play? Uh, we'll get to my points on those as we get to the junctures where they happen in this game. Um, and then, sure, yes, they made the late push. That was nice to see. Um, but overall, they they uh, that was only second half of the third period, Ron. So I know some people are kind of encouraged 
encouraged by that a little bit. Uh, I'm still a bit concerned uh, because they didn't, you know, get it going from the get go, even though they were trailing 2-0 even after the first period. So they could have happened in the second or the third. They waited too long and obviously uh, bit him in the ass. So those are my initial thoughts. How about you? Yeah, likewise, Johnny. Honestly, it really felt like as much excitement surrounded the Kirby Doc, you know, resurgence, I guess, for lack of a better term. It really felt like he kind of messed up the chemistry of some lines. And it's it's not his fault, obviously, and it's not anybody's fault. But it's just like it feels like the Hawks are getting back to it. Honestly, kind of funny. Feels like the same situation the Bulls are in right now. Our friends over at Bulls on Tap, Buzz, Bull Scripted. They're going through the same thing that we are because they got a lot of new guys, big trades, the trade deadline. They're working new guys into their rotation now. Same thing kind of with Kirby Doc and the Blackhawks. It just it feels like they're off and they're still trying to figure out where Kirby fits in this lineup after the great chemistry this team has had without him to this point so far. Interesting that you say that because I did notice um, Pia Suter had two assists tonight and we'll get to, like I said, all the scoring plays like we usually do here, but he kind of, you know, it started the game with Doc being the top center there uh, with Kane uh, flanked uh, in Yanmark that started, but of course, you know, the line blender always goes in, um, but by the time they were finding success, it was Pia Suter back up there and it they reunited Alex to bring it up there. So the original first line that they had had before. Um, so that, I think that kind of just drives home your point, what you're talking about with chemistry being a little off filter here uh, with Kirby Doc's return. So, um, you know, hopefully that gets sorted out and Kirby Doc's a great player. Uh, he's going to, you know, do, do a lot of positive things down the stretch, but uh, this initial kind of rust phase, uh, we still got to work through it. So let's get into how this game unfolded uh, in the first period. First goal went to Nashville and it was Subban trying to play the puck behind the net uh, kind of took a little bit of a weird bounce on him. And he also uh, kind of fumbled it a little bit off to the left side of his net, but eventually got back in and uh, Aronson was below the goal line though. Uh, and he was just kind of looked like he was trying to maybe center one and it hits off of Hans gate and goes in um, sucks when the puck luck's not on your side from the get go run. Absolutely. And, and, and Subban really didn't play all that bad tonight. It's just unfortunate that those first two goals for Nashville, like you said, um, off a teammate skate, something weird happens. The puck luck, definitely favored the mustard cats tonight instead of our beloved Blackhawks. So, yeah, as we move through this first period here, um, like I mentioned, the Blackhawks not getting it done on the power play. Um, there was a, uh, you know, good shift from the first line. They finally, after kind of dogging it in their own zone for a while, spent some time uh, in the Predators zone. And uh, Trennan eventually takes a high sticking penalty at the 1436 mark. And uh, the Blackhawks were lifeless on this power play, disorganized, no shots on this first uh, attempt here. So this this could have been something to get the ball rolling. I talk about, you know, having that urgency a little bit earlier in the game, not able to find it here. And then what happens after that? Um, Hawks, once again, skating circles in their own zone, not able to get it out. That attention to detail that was so good against Florida in the second game, not so much here tonight. And, um, you know, Ekholm circles the net, uh, shoots one in, and it goes off of Cali Yarncroke and in. Blackhawks got a 2-0 deficit heading into the locker room, Ron. Yeah, not a great first period. Like you said, obviously the puck luck was not in favor of the Hawks, but nor was the effort, unfortunately. And they, they just kind of dogged their way through the first, and they allowed Nashville to get some really easy, cheap goals. And so 
again, it, it really, again, we, we're going to go back to it. The waste of weekend, like they just didn't feel like they had a sense of urgency all weekend long. And they, and they showed it again in the first period. And that's why Nashville had that two nothing league going into the first intermission. Yeah. My only other comment here from this goal in the first period, um, you know, it was Dahan, obviously the went off of the first goal went off of his skate and the second one, uh, he was out in front of the net too there with yarn croak, uh, Dahan and Bodine, uh, notable. We talk about forwards line switching up all the time. Well, Dahan and Bodine had a brutal first period, uh, at least from the eye test. And they, uh, were separated then after that, uh, because they, you know, kind of changed things up, uh, how they were rolling out some pairs, um, uh, later down in the game. So, um, just, just kind of interesting to note that, but, uh, no scoring in the second period uh, as we look through this one though uh the blackhawks did kill off their one uh you know predators power play here as a zadorov interference penalty so uh luckily the pk cashed in there to keep him in this thing um and then uh ryan johansson takes a cross-checking penalty at 13 15 marker um and this power play once again uh, extremely disorganized and not only did they not earn a shot on this power play run uh, at the other end. Yarn Croak gets a shorthanded bid on Malcolm Subban, but he comes up big with the stop. Uh, so that was huge. Kind of my only uh, takeaway from the second period. And then also uh, Bodine hit a post in there after Doc won a ozone face off cleanly. So um, it also, also the, the chance in this one, I guess there was a few more here. Uh, Kane sprung to it with a great like 140 foot pass. That was sweet to see, but unfortunately to just roofed it above the net. So uh, they did have a few chances here, but uh, not where you'd want it at because uh, Nashville still got some of their looks as well. Yeah, they responded well. Like you said, they had a couple of really good looks, but unfortunately they weren't able to take advantage. And, you know, it almost felt like that first period just was so key and, and them not taking advantage of it and letting Nashville take a 2-0 lead early really kind of screwed them the rest of the game yeah and uh you know with those chances that the hawks had um you know like i said they were kind of a little bit few and far between tonight but that can be the difference in a game being opportunistic or not are you going to cash in if it's a you know a little bit of a tough night a grind of a night are you going to cash in on the chances you get and early on that wasn't the case so this sends us to the third period, uh, Blackhawks trailing 2-0. Um, you know, they got an early power play chance, so this could have been a uh, time to turn momentum here. Uh, they did record a shot on this uh, power play, Ron, but it was only one, and it was Keith from the point, so not necessarily uh, anything positive from the power play standpoint here. Um, but after this, the Blackhawks would get back into it a little bit. Uh, Subban at one end makes a great two-save sequence. And then after that, Patrick Kane feeds cross ice to Alex Dabrinkit down inside the circle, and he roofs it past uh, Pecorine, who had lost his stick. Uh, this got the boys going and finally on the board. Yeah, I mean, it, it finally felt like the Hawks had some type of life. You know, it, they got that that quick marker. You know, they're finally into it. It's obviously still 2-1, but, you know, the, the momentum's high and, and the Hawks are back on the board and all of a sudden it gave that team a little bit of life. You know, they're at home. They they had the momentum factors in their favor, you know, being at home, the retro reverse jerseys, the whole nine yards. So that to bring a goal really got the, the juice kind of going there uh, late, you know, kind of midway, almost midway through the third period. Yeah, Ron, uh, talking timestamps here, it was right around midway through that first goal. It uh, came at the 735 mark, and then not two minutes later, uh, this was the Alex Dabrinkit show. It looked like he was taking this game into his own hands because he gets sprung, uh, Pia Suter, with a great advance pass to him, and he uh, just walks around his defender and uh, up the left-wing boards, drives right to the front of the net, uh, goes past Pecorine, and this was a really pretty goal, and it finally showed some desire, some want to in this game, Ron. 
Sure did. Dante Frabro had no chance against Alex to bring it on that second goal. Dips the shoulder. What a play by him. Just getting that puck around Rene. It was a beautiful goal, and that was exactly what the Hawks needed. You know, like you said, two minutes later, you just got your first tally of the game finally by Debrinket. He takes it upon his shoulders. The little big guy taking it on on his shoulders like a backpack, you know, bringing the team with him. And, yeah, you tie the game up real quick with a beautiful, beautiful goal. That that one should be on Alex Debrinket's career highlight film because that was an absolute beauty, Johnny. Yeah, speaking of Alex Dabrinkit career accolades here, we talk about, you know, this being a bounce back season for him, and it most certainly is. It has been throughout. Finally got the, you know, uh, bad luck monkey off his back, shooting a little bit better, doing playing a more complete game, as you and I talked about in person a little bit last night, Ron. But uh, this now, the second goal that we were just talking about, marks his 18th of the season, which ties his total from last year. So that just goes to tell you, um, and what we've been saying all along, the Dabrinkit rescue uh, full effect. Uh, it's, you know, coming full circle here. So it's excellent to see one positive that we can take away from this game. So it would have been nice to see the Blackhawks continue to build on some momentum here. But we talked about rust with Kirby Doc. Well, uh, he makes a bad turnover in his own end, puts it right on Johansson's fucking tape. Uh, Preds execute a very nice passing play through the middle of the ice, and Roman Yossi eventually buries one. And this would be the game winner. Ron makes it 3-2 and uh, sucks the life out of you, especially after you had made that little push to tie it back up. Sure does. It sucked the life out of both the team and the fans because I remember watching that goal go in and go, ha, ah, well, son of a bitch, here we are. It's going to it's gonna be this way tonight, isn't it? And Yeah, that's a tough one. You know, I mean, especially like you said, the Hawks got the momentum going, two quick goals, you're back in the game, and you just can't continue the push. And unfortunately, Nashville gets that late tally, and that, that was all she wrote. That's all they needed in order to hang on and get a victory tonight. Yeah, uh, that's right, Ron. That that about sealed the deal here. Um, you know, Jeremy Collin did take a uh, timeout. The Blackhawks were making one final push as the clock was expiring. Uh, 0.7 seconds left, uh, kind of a scrum in front of the net. Uh, it was eventually frozen uh, when the clocks had not hit zeros yet, but it was under one second. Jeremy Collin calls a timeout there, so I guess that's one, like, you know, what what can you even draw up there? I think Eddie even said that. So it's like, yeah, maybe you should have used that timeout earlier in the game. So just from a game management standpoint, my last final observation there, that sealed the deal uh, 3-2. Now this loss, what that means for points perspective here, like you had mentioned earlier, uh, Nashville is in fourth place uh, with 37 points. Yes, the Blackhawks have 37 points as well. But guess what? The head-to-head, uh, the Blackhawks are now 0 two and two against these Nashville Predators. So that's no bueno, first of all, because it's a division rival and we hate Nashville. But second of all, for standings here, uh, that head-to-head can come into play because the points percentage is the same. But when you look at the head-to-head, that's where the tiebreaker will go there. Yeah, and it, it just, like you said, Johnny, it sucks, especially against Nashville too. Like if it was against Columbus, I'd be like, okay, you know, it's Columbus. They haven't been in our division in a couple of years. It is what it is, but no, it's the fucking mustard cats. And yep. that's what makes it even worse. It's just like, why do you let this team creep back into it? Just like Dallas is creeping back into the playoff picture. I hate it. I hate seeing these OG central division rivals of the Hawks creeping back into the playoff picture when admittedly, Based on their play throughout the whole season so far, they don't deserve to be there. Yeah, yeah, well put there, Ron. Uh, my final observations from this game, 
are uh, one just terrible, terrible weekend series. Um, turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. Both games are very costly. Uh, DeHaan and Camp with two bad ones on Saturday night. Obviously, Doc uh, with the most glaring one tonight. Um, so that, that's no good. You got to clean that stuff up. That's attention to detail like we talked about on Thursday night. Um, beyond that, the one shot on the power play is embarrassing. So please work that. Get Kirby Doc involved in front of the net. Whatever you have to do, whether it's just Caden literally finding him and making that perfect pass, whatever needs to happen for you to start, you know, generating more looks on the power play. Got to do it going forward. Um, and then, like I'd mentioned a little bit earlier, the push at the end was nice to see, but uh, if they would have gotten it going earlier in that third period, things could be different. You got to turn it on earlier. Just got to have that want to bottom line there. So um, other than that, Columbus did help us out a little bit this weekend. Uh, they got swept by Detroit. So thank you, Detroit. Rarely did I ever think I would ever be saying that, but thank you, Detroit, for doing that, for keeping them at bay for now. So uh, Blackhawks got to take care of their own business here going forward because they can almost control their own destiny as we look towards uh, this home stretch of the season. Ron, um, what are your final observations from this game? Yeah, I just want to see a better effort, Johnny. I'm, I'm really hoping they rebound. Obviously, we talked about it, that Florida Panther series. They took advantage of, you know, a depleted Florida team. And they did a good job. Got two big wins, you know, kept the momentum going. Everybody was feeling good. Doc Watch was on point. You know, and then Doc comes back, and it just seems like they shit the bed. And, you know, again, we, we mentioned it, you know. Both Chicago teams in action right now that play at the United Center are going through a bit of a transition with the roster. Doc returning for the Blackhawks, Vucevic and others, you know, arriving for the Bulls. Hopefully both teams get it all sorted out. Hopefully, Johnny, we're talking about another win here at Four Feathers, you know, in the coming days. And hopefully the Bulls on tap guys are doing the exact same thing, but just a better effort. That's what I want, Johnny. Going back to to the bare bones, better effort. It looked like they wanted it in that third period today but it just was not enough. Give me that over 60 minutes and the Blackhawks are probably victorious. And Johnny, we're probably talking about a very fun game instead of a very shitty game like we are right now. Yeah, I mean, compare and contrast. Look at Thursday night. You didn't play a great possession game against the Florida Mm -hmm. Panthers, but you absolutely 100%, anybody watching that, Florida fan or Chicago, neutral, whatever, you knew the Blackhawks wanted it more that night. So get back to that. And I like what Jeremy Collin said in the post-game presser uh, on NBC Sports Chicago. He said, we're not good enough to just go out and kind of like let the talent do it for us. Like we got to want it. We got to work. So uh, I like that. At least that's right, you know, thinking uh, going forward. But, uh, hey, my my one final last thing to wrap this thing up, and we'll get to the next game preview, is, uh, like I mentioned, the record against Nashville 0-2-2 so far this season. You're going to see them more down the stretch here. Um, So just next Saturday, uh, you you will see them again in their building. Just a one-game thing there, though, so not a series. But then you have a three-game series in the third week of April. So get their number, figure out what the hell went wrong against them, and rectify it because um, winning winning out, for against them uh, here would be greatly beneficial uh, for your standings chances uh, down the home stretch. So that's all I've got finally for this one. Uh, you ready to move into uh, the Tuesday preview? Let's do it, man. All right. So uh, Blackhawks remain home and continue this homestand against the Carolina Hurricanes Tuesday, March 30th, 6.30 p.m. Central Time Start. Not 7, so 6.30. Get to your TVs earlier. Um, it's on NBC Sports Chicago, but it also will be carried uh, NBCSN nationally. Uh, kind of one of those ones that they added in there a little bit ago. So um, just a programming note there. Um, better get hungry again, man. We already set up the kind of where they are in the standings now, technically below Nashville, even though they have the same points here. So, um, yeah, I'm looking for a better effort. And you got a Hurricanes team that's coming in. 
Um, they're on a three-game winning streak themselves. So you and I, don't the, the listeners can't say we didn't warn you. We did say Nashville's a little bit dangerous coming into this one, and they're hot right now. Well, Carolina's on a mini stretch of their own, uh, not as uh, hot as Nashville was coming in because they did lose three before this most recent winning streak, but um, they pulled out a sweep over Columbus and uh, you know one over Tampa Bay. So that's nothing to slouch at there, and we obviously know Carolina's a very good team from playing them earlier in the season. Yes, they are. And they they rank pretty much in the top like seven in every category that actually means a damn thing as a team. Their top power play right now at 30.2%. Uh, their penalty kill is top 10. Face-off percentage, they're second in the league at 54%. A 3.27, ironically, March 27th, my birthday, which, Johnny, we got to celebrate. I'm going to throw that in there. But their goals for the goals played, uh, it's or games played, excuse me, that's uh, sixth in the league. And then their goals against is seventh in the league at 2.52. So this Carolina Hurricanes team, as you mentioned, Johnny, loaded. They're ready to make a push for a Stanley Cup this year. So this is going to be a very tough task for the Blackhawks this coming Tuesday. Yeah, and uh, if you remember some of these previous games against the Hurricanes, it was kind of wide open, which was not, you know, it felt more like 2019-20 Blackhawks instead of 2021 here. Um, so whatever the style of game is, be ready to match it. Um, if it's going to be a, a shootout, a barn burner, hey, uh, let's go and play and, uh, you know, use our skill guys or right with them. If not, let's lock down defensively and, uh, you know, uh, do a good job of protecting the middle of the ice. Uh, that, that's going to be, you know, protect the house. I love saying that. Uh, bring it back for this one again. Yeah, absolutely. Protect the house. Do a good job defensively. Be responsible. And hopefully they're able to score enough goals to, you know, get on the board and maybe actually maintain a lead against a very hot Carolina Hurricanes team. Yeah, uh, hopefully it's the case. So, um, you know, you got you're on kind of a schneid. I know the two game Florida series was a nice little break from that. But overall, when you look at the overall trends, uh, Blackhawks are trending downward, the opposite of stonks here, Ron. So uh, Blackhawks stonks are, are, are in the dirt right now. Uh, let's see if we can lift them back up uh, with a couple of performances, um, at least putting even if you're, you know, only scratching out maybe an overtime loss or something like that. Obviously, you want to take these points and get up there uh, and bolster yourself. But we know Carolina is very very good team so it's very likely uh that we could you know lose both of these games but at the very least on a scratch and claw our way and at least take some points out of this next series because that's just the point we're at right now when you're in the dumps yeah like you said as long as they can actually put together a good game even if they are losing but they're looking like they're actually giving a damn about playing against the carolina hurricanes which they did not look like they did all weekend against nashville that would be a huge huge advantage and Maybe that's something they can build off of going into their next series because you play a really good team and yeah, you give it a good effort. Maybe it isn't the outcome that you were hoping for, but at least you're playing on the right, you know, kind of wavelength and they're they're doing some good things with, uh, you know, Kirby Doc being inserted back in the lineup. Okay, so it's been pretty doom and gloom here on the show, and unfortunately, that's just where we are. Like I mentioned, uh, this recent skid, it's no fun for anyone, no fun for the team, coaches, fans, whatever, uh, anyone associated with the Blackhawks. But I will say, um, people, there is a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. Um, back at the end of February, we were talking about entering a gauntlet. Well, guess what? We're finally coming out of this gauntlet because that month was filled with the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Florida Panthers, the Carolina Hurricanes mixed in there a little bit too. Um, this next month, I'm not saying anyone's, you know, nothing. you can't take anything for granted in this league, but after Carolina, I mentioned the one at Nashville. Um, you got Dallas who, you know, you still need to be worried, uh, you know, worried about because they got skilled guys, but we have had their number a little bit this year. So that's a positive sign. Then after that, the Columbus Blue Jackets, who we've also had their number, so you get them and then Detroit, which is, you know, 
objectively the worst team in the division. So you can take advantage of that uh, before you meet these predators again for three. I know I mentioned the one there um, next Saturday, but then you'll have that whole week. It'll be a week of Nashville, Chicago hate going on. So hopefully they can regroup and get themselves in a better position by there. That's my one positive note to leave Blackhawks fans on with Ron. You got any final thoughts? No, I just agree with you, Johnny. You know, the the Blackhawks are going into their easier part of the schedule, albeit none of these teams are an easy out, but they're still easier than teams like the Hurricanes, the Lightning, and Florida Panthers, as you mentioned. They'll take advantage of it, and hopefully they can you know put something together because if you can ride this streak into May as the season comes to a conclusion, maybe you have some momentum going into what is a hopeful playoff appearance. So as I you know just ran down that schedule for you, uh, yeah, no no team is ever easy to play against. But uh, give me uh, you know even though we did just sweep Florida, give me playing Nashville and uh, um, Dallas upcoming more than playing Tampa in Florida. I don't care what the records are against, you know, head to head here. I know Nashville's had our number a little bit this year, but man, um, you know, they're just juggernauts and they're good. They're like you said, Stanley cup contending teams. So um, uh, let's uh, regroup and uh, get one on Tuesday night, start one game at a time here. Who's your stick to click? Who's getting it done? If the Blackhawks are going to be successful, you know, in order for the Blackhawks to get hot now, especially with the, the kind of line, blender going on now with Kirby Doc returning to the lineup. I think the guy that needs to get done is Kirby Doc himself. So I'm going to go ahead and take number big, number 77. He had that really, 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 really good look last night on Saturday night as you and I are recording this, Johnny, um, where he almost pulled off an absolute highlight real goal. Hopefully he can get on the board. He looks poised to do so. I think he's due after two games of not getting on the score sheet. I think Kirby Doc is my stick to click, Johnny. All right. I love it. I'm going to go with Adam Boquist on the back end. And that is because I know the power play uh, needs to be better. And Adam Boquist will be part uh, of one of those top power play units. So um, if it is going to get better, um, it might come from shots from the point. It may come from those guys dishing some nice assists. Uh, either way, it's got to be facilitated from somewhere. Starts at the point. So I'll go with Adam Boquist. That does it, Ron, uh, for this episode. Unfortunately, a wasted weekend for the Blackhawks. That was the title of this. So, um, you know, in spite of the outcome, we hope you enjoyed the episode and hopefully we're back talking about a winner on tuesday night and more in the future here uh, down the stretch as we move into april so ron let's close it out with our three magic words let's go hawks let's go hawks